Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower collaboration while taking actions that matter. With your host, beauty maker Christina Wirtz, recruiting genius Jennifer Rojas, and lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane. Hello, thanks for calling Next Level, where we invest in people and fund their dreams. We help you with personal and business loans, credit enhancement, investments, insurance, and so much more, so you don't have to keep chasing your financial tail all the time. Uh, hey Susan, your number came up and I think it's your cat and dog again. Tell them to stop calling and go online to nlbcgroup.com. That's nlbcgroup.com. And why is it so warm in here? That's Next Level Business Concepts Group, Susanna, where we invest in people and fund their dreams. Oh, my. Hey, hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Next Level cracks me up every single time with that commercial. It's so funny. I see Lisa <laughs> it like, is. yes, it is. It's really I love, funny. I love humor. It's great advertising. <laughs> They're actually going to be live in the studio, all five. I think one's going to actually be calling in. But they're going to be in the studio in April, so that's going to be pretty funny. Really? Yeah, I know all five up. of them. I haven't met any I know, of them yet. it's crazy. Get ready for an ab workout. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, I hope so. Yeah, we've been talking business, um, life. They're actually going to be saying why they're doing what they're doing. So some of these conversations are going to be pretty deep. I've actually heard some of them and heartfelt. So really? it should be interesting. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah, yeah. And they've got their new podcast coming up in April as well. Oh, they have their own. So they're launching Next Level Air podcast. Are they going to be here in the studio? Yes, in the studio. Awesome. And I'll be one of the co-hosts as well. No way. Yeah, yeah. So they invited me on and I took it on and we're going to up-level everything. That's great. I know. Crazy. Can you bring me on as a guest? Perhaps. We'll see. Maybe you can cut their <laughs> hair at the same yeah. time. I could do that. <laughs> yeah, she does a fabulous job. Oh, that's awesome. So who do you have here today? So I have uh, Lisa Risto. She's actually one of my clients I met a couple months ago. And just every time she's, every time you're in the salon, it's just a joy to talk to you. And Thank you it. always surprise me with all the things that you're doing and just your mindset, the projects that you're working on. So I was like, you got to come on our podcast. So I'm super excited to have oh, you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I saw sure. her bio. She's pretty much a badass. She pretty <laughs> much is. And I read Did I say that aloud? Oh. Bleep it out. No, let's leave it. Um, No, I saw it 22 years. 29 years. This will be my 30th year. I don't like to say that because it really ages me. So I'm like, we'll say 20 something. (laughs) Yeah, I started at 10. That's right. (laughs) So, wow. Uh huh. And real estate the whole time. Yes. Since you were 22? Yes. I had a job transfer from Wisconsin where I grew up. I took a job transfer to Los Angeles. And shortly after that, the real estate market was just on fire and toward the end of a great cycle. I decided to get my real estate license in California. That's where I was. So that's where I was practicing for 15 years, the first 15 years. And then the last almost 15, I've been here in Arizona serving the tri-state area of Arizona, California, and Nevada. And a little birdie told me that even within your first year, you were top salesperson. I know. I was actually, I was writing the notes for the show yesterday and I was telling someone about you and they're like, how many homes did she sell that year? Yeah. 60 some. I was naive. I didn't even know what I was, (laughs) that I was selling that much. I was just We should all be naive. I was rocking and rolling. I was doing what they told me to do at the seminars. They said, deliver pumpkins on October and go meet your, you know, your farm area, deliver Flags on the 4th of July. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so notes, I did everyone. all that. I was in the town of Marietta, Temecula at that time. And it was 100 something degrees. And I wore a business suit. <laughs> I showed up, I remember showing up at people's doors, literally drip sweating, oh. just so bad in my red face. And I'm in my tw- you know early 20s. And I'm like, hi, I'm your local realtor. Would you like to sell your house? <laughs> like, Please come in. And it worked. it worked. I don't know. I look back and I think, I don't think I really would have asked myself in to <laughs> take you know their largest, their most valuable asset yeah. under contract, but they did. And so that's how it started. And then the I, started getting, I started yeah. getting these re- awards from my broker. I'm like, oh, thanks. Okay. All right, your top listing agent. So your it top wasn't sales even agent. something like you were going for. Like you were just doing your thing and just not at that time. Wow, no I vision just, board. You're no right. notes, right. no goal setting, <laughs> right. no target. Right. As I get older, I do have that. I have a couple different vision boards, but 
No, I just believe in hard work, showing up, doing the right thing. And nice. that's my Midwestern roots, I think. A lot of people have it if you're not from the Midwest, but that's just how I got started. I just said, I'm going to help people achieve their goals. And that's what I set out to do. And did you always want to get into real estate or what did you want to do as like a younger teenager or whatever? Yeah, well, I grew up with my parents building custom homes. Mm -hmm. And so my still my favorite smell is cut wood, mm -hmm. you know, from all the custom homes that they're building. Mm -hmm. I always had an interest in it. And then when I was fairly young, my dad would sit me down on a chair in a model home or a custom home and he'd take off doing other projects and I was kind of sitting open houses without a real estate license, which is illegal. <laughs> and, you know, I was my underage working and all that. But no, just kidding. That's how I <laughs> was always interested in homes. Huh. And I saw an opportunity when I moved to California because the market was so great in the late 80s, early 90s, that I thought, yeah, I'll just make this my career. And so I just got my license in California and went to it. And how's family around this? Like, how's the, I know you're giving me a look. So how's the balance of it or the harmony within family and work and all that good stuff? Because I'm sure a lot has happened throughout the years. Yes. So I, when I was selling real estate in California, I moved to North Orange County. And that's where I was selling before I moved to Arizona and Balance, yeah, that is a tough question. So you kind of hit, <laughs> I feel, yeah, a little bit of anxiety about that question. I have it balanced now if I could work backwards. Mm. So <laughs> because well, that, it's not something you always know going in. Like sometimes it's like, okay, this didn't work. How do I correct? And Right. I constantly was going to either motivational or educational, getting certified conferences, just trying to become always the best that I could be. So fortunately, I was surrounded with people like Tony Robbins, you know, different realtors that were top agents in the country. I would go and I'd sit in the front row and I would soak in everything they told me and I'd study what they were doing and take home everything that they were doing right and implement. Like little things, I have to tell you, little things such as one of the gals, she was top agent in the country for a certain company and she said she always has fresh flowers in her home that that is a gift she gives herself and puts in the budget and she always to this day I've got a dozen today white roses with beautiful fuchsia you know flower mm -hmm. arrangement in I just do it for myself and so I look at that it's the little things that make me smile and encourage me each day to get started and really focus on what's important and I think it is balanced with helping people achieve their goals because it's not so much, it is my career, but it's my passion. So it's easy and I feel like it is balanced. Mm. I think when you're having so much fun, it doesn't really, like, it's hard to call it work. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, I, this I is know. my job, like, I guess you could say that. And I love it. Like, there's nothing about today and this morning that... That stresses you, know, you out. Yeah, I, I can't wait to get here. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So looking back now, so the first part of my career, I could say that I learned from it. When we moved from, in North Orange County, I was thinking I had to always, you know, I got glasses that I didn't need. I had to look older than I was <laughs> and more professional than I was, and I had anxiety about it. And now when I moved to the Colorado River at the tri-state area of Arizona, California, Nevada, it's... You wear shorts. A lot of people just run around in their bikini with a, you know, something over it well, no all day you're doing long. Well. <laughs> all day long. <laughs> <laughs> and I, when I moved out there, we were supposed to actually slow down. Yeah. After my, you know, our first 15 years, we were going to go down, relax, chill out, boat, fish, hike, and just have a great time because it's a really relaxed recreation and resort town over by Laughlin. So you have casinos, the entertainment, the river, the lake. Just, just really relaxed, but I couldn't do that, so <laughs> I got right back into real estate full force. I got my broker license in Arizona and looked around at how they were doing business, and it was different than Orange County because it was more relaxed, if is a word that I like to use, 
And I saw, I kind of studied my competition and just said, well, you know, there's riverfront houses. Those are the most expensive houses to sell. So I'd like to, you know, focus on that. But there were a few people that had control of that market, literally control, where I'd talk to other agents and they would say, oh, no, you know, Gary and John do the river. They're the river kings. And so immediately I'm like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to sell those houses. <laughs> they need a girl in there. <laughs> you need a queen. You need a queen. So in, in Orange County, so I think what I'm trying to share is there. I had a dark blue suit on with a tailored white shirt. That was my, my presentation of myself mm-hmm. to, the, to market. And so I switched it up at the river. I kind of put a bright pink jacket on and made it a little sexy. <laughs> you all missed out. <laughs> Let me just say. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. The girls um, got lifted. So, <laughs> you know, I just made it more fun. Yes. And I really just put myself, my, my authentic, genu- genuine self out there. Mm. To, and the more I relaxed, the more successful I became. And I... Now that's something right mm. there. Huge. And also relocating from a, an established, successful career in Orange County, California, to an entirely different market, different clientele, different atmosphere and way of doing business. But, and I, sometimes I talk to people, and this is something I was thinking about to share. I talk to people and they say, I'd really like to move over, you know, to Phoenix, or I'd really love to move to Florida. But I would be leaving my business and starting over, and they sound just, you know, like it would be devastating. Mm-hmm. For me and for anybody, it can be the most incredible time of your life because oh. you are forced. Christine is a perfect example. <laughs> and this is. is why her and I connect yeah. is because she is funky and she mm-hmm. is killing it mm-hmm. in the stylist industry. And what I see in her is just amazing because you meet so many and you do your job. You go, you do hair one at a time. You talk to people, you go to work, you make your appointments here. And that's what people in the real estate industry do. They go and they list a house and they sell a house and they meet a buyer and they do the, I don't do it like that. Her and I, we have this vision. We see the big picture. So fear is taken out of the equation because it actually becomes exciting. You can be a little nervous, but it takes courage to start in a new area. And yeah, we're probably a little, you know, anxious about it, but it also pushes you to the next level. It up levels your motivation. And as you see yourself starting to acquire business, a book, a book of business in your new area, it's just that much more exciting and it magnifies and multiplies. Definitely. Well, and it's, it's interesting because I know this week, Christina also had a little um, mishap <laughs> having that leisure life that she has. And it, I think for her, we were talking about it yesterday, but it actually taught her a little bit about, you know, what things are in place if I can't get to work. Yeah, and it's one I, of those things that we've been, you know, we've been all talking about. I'm grateful I have a team that I, you know, can work with and I can take a vacation now, although I don't want to because I always feel like I'm on vacation. I know. And it's, it's one of those things we don't think about. Like, what's going to happen if you can't make it to work? So back to balance. Exactly. I have an assistant. Oh, let's hear Who's that. awesome. <laughs> and she, she's there 24 hours a day for me. Just, she's amazing. And I've had them over the years. Yeah. And right now, I don't have to physically be somewhere if I can't make it. Because, and I feel that I owe that to my clientele to have a backup plan totally. in place. Should I have a life event that I need to attend to or if I want to take a vacation totally. like Maui next week? Well, that doesn't mean work stops. Right. Work does it not continues. stop yeah. because I have the responsibility of my clients in my hands. Mm-hmm. And you can't just stop working and take a break on them. Mm-hmm. So, so do you have a large team at this point as a broker? Is this something that? No, not at this time. Are you looking to a, grow it into a something? A few agents and an assistant. Okay. I'm actually, well. Or do you enjoy it this way? I enjoy it this way. I sell anywhere from 50 to 100, and I have sold 200 homes a year. I work with corporate clientele, so I work with banking institutions and law firms to liquidate their so the banking institutions to liquidate their foreclosure properties and the law firms to help them sell their probate real estate. And then 
my other clientele is from referrals and past clients. So it comes in waves just depending upon the season. Smart. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't, I've always, and another thing Christine and I have in common is that we don't focus on just the one person in the chair or the one person that wants to sell their home. We look at building from a corporate standpoint and ancillary services. So I go into a law firm and I'm one person, but there's 20, 10, 20, two, three attorneys in the office that have clients where if somebody passes away and they don't have a trust in place and they need to sell their home, that's where I come in because I know how to navigate the law of selling a home through the probate court. So one law firm for me can generate dozens of real estate transactions for the year. And the same with the banking institutions that I work with. Mm -hmm. So I always just try to look at it from, I guess, the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Do you, are you involved in the community at all? Or is there something that? Oh, sure. I do it from a personal level. Mm -hmm. So my son, he was born in 1996. And a year after that, we found out that he has muscular dystrophy and it was a tough time, but it's also been a platform that's launched a beautiful life for us because it's a little hard. Sorry. No. Yeah. And, and thank you for opening up. I, I did see some pictures on Facebook and I wanted to acknowledge you for that because mm-hmm. as a mom myself, um, my kids are probably my biggest why in the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Each of us, mm-hmm. no matter what, if they have a disability or not, they are our why. Absolutely. Drives us to work every day and yeah. helps us get out of bed every day. Yeah. I was actually uh, on a little hike with them this week, and they were up ahead, and they're pretty ginormous. <laughs> and um, I looked forward, and my, f- my friend was with me, and I said, I'm walking behind my future. Oh, that's beautiful. And I, um, you know, I, I realize a lot of the steps I take is because of them. Like, I'm going to tear up. Right, right. Sure. And, yeah. We're actually going to take a quick break, if that's all right. Because I'm going to, I would, I want you to get um, to what this means to you. And I really want to share how everyone listening can support it. Okay. Okay. Let's face facts. Your business is either growing or dying. Limeware Promotions wants to help your business grow. The strategy is not only to get seen, but remembered. And that's where Limeware comes in. We're here to help you come up with some fun and catchy promotional ideas so you get seen and remembered. At Limeware, we are ready to take on all your promotional needs from custom embroidery hats and screen print shirts all the way to business cards and pens. Limeware Promotions. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and let the growing begin. Are you selling or buying a home that needs upgrading or repairs? Get free contracting services when you buy or sell a home with Matthew Makovic Real Estate Solutions. Put expertise to work for you. Matthew is a licensed general contractor and a licensed real estate agent with Lux Real Estate Group. Drop the hassles and maximize your value with this unique two-for-one service. Call 520-465-4640 today or check out fixitlistitsold.com. That's fixitlistitsold.com. So I'm so excited because coming next month, we're also going to have t-shirts, sip and listen podcast t-shirts. I am super excited. As a lover of all things marketing, anything in that realm just makes me super excited. And And I love, absolutely. Thank you for adding that in. You're the fashion gal. I'm super excited to be working with Limeware on the project. So some stuff coming up really soon. And maybe yeah. some chips, because I love a little poker game chips? here and there. Oh, yeah. I poker thought you chips. meant like chips that you eat. <laughs> you know oh what? God, I may start on that. Now? I may start on that. That's a great idea. <laughs> well, and what about Matthew? Is he on the show yet? <laughs> He's going to be in April. Oh, he is. And I think you're going to be my uh, co-host for that. Okay, well, that's yeah, I'm going to make a special request for that. Because <laughs> I know you actually were talking about him the first time we had their uh, commercial on the show on the show yeah well it's interesting and Lisa I want your perspective on this he fixes it and then lists home so uh-huh. his contracting services are actually included in his oh interesting listing which sure. is brand new to me I've never heard of it so I'm curious to see how he does and it's things a, it's I love a unique it. way he does it it's not like all inclusive but mm. it's some some deal he's gonna have to explain maybe a on menu the show. of services or something like that yeah I think it's more on like the creation of it like the plan and yeah yeah interesting so, yeah he should be on soon but all right, we were talking about your family and purpose. 
-hmm. and um, the charity or mm -hmm. what you're doing to actually make a difference in this world. Mm -hmm. So, right, Charlie with muscular dystrophy. And Charlie's I, your son. Charlie's my son. Is he your youngest, oldest? He's my only son. Oh, okay, great. Yes, they told us that we could potentially have a son with the, with the same disease if we had another child, so we just decided to focus on him. And I just go back to what I prayed over my belly when I was pregnant. And I don't know, some people's prayers would be different, and I always say, be specific with your praying now, because my prayer was, that I would have a child that grew up to make a difference mm. in the lives of others. Mm. And he does. <laughs> you know, they told us that he wouldn't live much past his teens. And so all the time, I just, I wouldn't believe that. The doctors told us that. I wouldn't believe it. So I told him, you better get good grades in school because you're going to college, because you need a job for your family. And I always told him that. But in the back of my mind, I really didn't believe it because of what the doctors told us. Mm -hmm. And I saw, you know, my friend's kids passing away in their teens suddenly. And so when he was 17, graduating high school, I got this big, large envelope in the mail and I opened it up and out fell purple confetti. And it's from Grand Canyon University. He had applied to go to college on his own. Wow. wow. And I was thinking, oh, crap, <laughs> what am I going to do about this? Because I had not intended for him to go to college. Mm. I was telling him that, but in the back of my mind, I wasn't believing it would ever become a reality. And so we made an appointment to go to Grand Canyon University. We did the walk, and they said, oh, we're so sorry. We don't have any accessible dorms for him to stay in, but he can live off campus. And he really wanted to be at college with his buddies from high school. A lot of them went there. And then Grand Canyon University... They, they stopped production on a building. They built him out an accessible suite where he could have one of his buddies from high school come and be his aide. And at this point, he could walk until he was 10 years old, but he stopped walking. He was in a wheelchair. He can't get in and out of bed, in and out of the shower by himself. So one of his buddies from high school, for, for no, no fee, no, we didn't pay him. He literally just helped Charlie get through college and he lived in a dorm independently for four years Wow! and it's just you know pretty incredible that what I thought would become a reality didn't become a reality so I don't try to lock myself into a certain expectation mm -hmm. because you just never know and it's also taught me to look for the bright and positive things in each day, no matter how small they are. I work with different organizations, Cure Duchesne, Parent Project MD, and the benefit I bring to them is not so much of the dollars that I raise, but the hope that I bring. I was just at a conference with this week with parents, younger parents with newly diagnosed kids, and I saw myself in them. They were sitting there in fear and anguish and despair. And I don't like anymore. I really don't speak out too much in public, but it was on my heart. And I shared that my son's 22 years old, guys. And this is his story. So I just want you to start saving for college mm -hmm. <laughs> because chances are great that your child is going to have a long, productive life as well. So. Mm. That made a real big difference in the crowd. And that's, I think, my purpose in that arena. Thank you for sharing that. You're um, welcome. It ties in with real estate, too, because when I was <laughs> selling foreclosures, the banks were contacting me. They wanted top agents in the area to represent them to liquidate the, you know, go knock on somebody's door whose home was just foreclosed on and ask them about what their plans for moving were. That was the hardest thing I ever had to do, and I did it a couple thousand times at the doors of people that just lost their homes in this crisis. And I brought compassion to their door. And I feel really fortunate to have met so many wonderful people and to have helped them through one of the most difficult transitions in their life. But I didn't just come there as a real estate broker. I came there as somebody who was going to help them achieve their goal of starting a new life. And that's how I approach everything. 
in my business and life, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's something very interesting in what you said and what you said to your son. Um, a lot of times as moms, we'll say something that's in our heart and we can or cannot believe it. Like there's certain times that I'm like, you're going to do it. Like, and in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but as long as they believe, yeah. that's really what creates something in them. Isn't that the truth? And it's really powerful to know that you've created that. Yes. Yeah. In him and we can do it in other people. Definitely. Everybody you meet. You know, you meet somebody at the grocery store or you just give a word of encouragement. It's, it's that simple. It's really our biggest asset. I know. Our I, words. <laughs> I, have, I have lots of certifications and experience and all of that, but it is our words mm-hmm. and how we interact with other people and what hope we give them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. You're and welcome. What does Charlie study or what has he studied? <laughs> and- he's studying graphic design, digital graphic design. Ooh. I think he's really becoming a full-time lifetime student because he's now in his fifth year really (laughs) and i'm still telling him dude you got to buckle up because you need a job (laughs) it's great it's fun to learn it is but then you have to share it i'm a lifelong learner so he's probably just seeing what i'm doing my act my youngest is actually starting up in the uh in the fall at grand canyon oh that's great we loved it great experience it's a great school Mm -hmm. it really is that's wonderful yeah all right so back to real estate and what do you want to leave people with like when they work with you other than this amazing person that you are what is something else that you leave people with honestly my goal is to help them achieve their goal when i got started in the business they give you a real estate license and they say go sell real estate and you don't know what to do next and christina and i were talking about that same with hairdresser or stylist mm-hmm. you get your certification your license and now what so i saw and in any industry i would say there's an element of negativity uh, just i saw agents out there that weren't friendly with one another or they would take a listing, a long-term listing contract and keep a seller in a contract and they didn't want to sell their home or they were disgruntled with the agent. And from day one, I write in my contracts that if the client is dissatisfied with my service, they can cancel at any time. Because, and, and only one person has, and I've sold over 3,000 homes in you know this amount of time. Agents also, I look at it from a perspective of my biggest fear of influence, honestly, is my competition. Because I haven't viewed them as the evil one. I've viewed them as we, we all, a friend, we all need to collaborate in each industry that we're in for the benefit of the consumer. If we're evil at each other's throats or trying to compete, too tough. There's enough business for anybody in any industry When you set your mind to it, there's enough business for you. I went to the Colorado River and captured a great portion of the market just believing so that I would do it. And in the meantime, my competition wasn't upset with me. They were embracing my spirit of cooperation and competition. I think I helped them bring their own businesses to their next level because they were sending out postcards, black and white postcards, to try to market properties for sale And I brought a six by nine full color postcard that wound up in everybody's mailbox at that time you you did that. And I just helped them level up. And I love seeing people grow. So when I was new in the business, my broker came to me and he said, we need to talk. I says, okay. And he said, so how are you selling these 10 homes a month? What, What are you doing? And I'm, I said, well, this is my book. You know, this is my presentation right here. And I opened up my book. Did you think anything was wrong at that point when he came to you? <laughs> well, I thought I did something wrong. Yeah. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I can imagine. I don't know what happened. What did I do? I felt yeah. like a little kid. I I'm know, like, I'm in trouble. Totally. But he said, how are you doing all this business? Uh, uh, okay, I don't understand the question. Because yeah. <laughs> <But laughs> I come to work every day. I show up, you and know, doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. And so he said, well, no, that's not really what I mean. So. Say you go on listing appointments out of every, what's your percentage of success? How many listings do you take for every appointment, all the appointments you have? So So he wanted to narrow it down to a statistical method so he can 
multiply it. Right, right, right. And there was 50, I can't even say the word. <laughs> yeah, there was 50-some agents in the office at the time. And I said, I don't understand. And he says, so if you go on five listing appointments, how many of those actually will sign with you? And I said, I'm still not really understanding the question. And he said, well, some people don't want, you know, they list with somebody else. And I said, no, actually, if I go on a listing appointment, we sign the contract unless I decide that I can't help them achieve their goal because they want to list their home for too much money or timing isn't right. I says, and so that's, Christina and I talk about this all the time. It starts right between your ears, right in your head. You make the decision. What is the end result that I want to see happen in any given situation, whether it's going on a listing appointment or whether it's in a relationship? What is the end result that I'd like to see come of this? Mm-hmm. And everything you say, every smile you, you make or don't make, every action, body language will come out with that end vision in mind and help accomplish the goal. So he just sat back, my broker sat back and laughed. He said, you got to be kidding me. I says, no. And, you know, and then we laughed together, but then he also said, would you share this with the agents? And I said, you mean my presentation in this? And I says, absolutely. And I became a trainer for, it was then Coal ba- Banker University and a speaker quite often for the trade, sharing my secrets. And how funny is that, where most of us will hold them close to our chest. And still, I believe there's validity in that, that you don't maybe want to share all of your color combination process with yeah, your don't hair. Don't share or, the color combos. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know I said that right. Or, you know, your, your upcoming marketing secret. Uh, things that away. you're like, You but give it you away. You know, it's funny because I have the schooling or my thoughts. It's, it's ever-changing. What worked yesterday is. may not work tomorrow. So good luck with that. It <laughs> is. And you know what else is that, sadly, mm-hmm. I'd like to see more people take and implement things. Totally. But they don't. You sit in a room of 500 people at a conference and maybe, you know, a handful of us will walk out with, and actually implement something. So I don't think that's, you know, that doesn't make me happy. It's just reality that they won't. I also think that sometimes we're giving, like we're given this great ideas to actually share with others so they can come up with their own. I believe that. You know, like there's something about, you know, one color that creates another color that creates another color and then just keeps going. Isn't that something? And then to be able to say, I was a part of that. Is yes. really the best part. Yes, you because get it. I don't know what you're gonna do. Even my kids are like, "Mom, what should I do?" I'm like, "I'm not telling you." Yeah, I'm not because you should come up with your own ideas and then tell me what you did. That's great. I'm I'm reading a book about. It's called The Servant by James Hunter. Mm. It's just helping other people achieve their goals. Exactly. I don't know what's best for you. I know what's best for me. Yes, I hope exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what life is all about, and only a few people get it. But we can share this with everybody we come across every day and and I really think that's my purpose I used to sit down and try to figure out okay what's exactly the legacy and purpose that I'm here on the planet for and it boils down to really simplicity Mm -hmm. that's it just having compassion do the right thing help other people achieve their goals you'll be successful wherever you go if you want to move to another area or whatever industry you're in or with your family it's basic. I'd call my mom when my son had problems when he was little, and she would say, just regular mom stuff. What do I do? You know, he told me a lie or this kind of thing. And she would say, Lisa, whatever you do, you're going to do the right thing if you do it out of love. And that four-letter word is huge. And it crosses boundaries of personal life and business. It really does. I think I, I consider myself an utmost professional but you can bring compassion and caring to the table of any negotiation deal. Any. Mm-hmm. It's funny, we were talking about the four-hour work week, Christina, and there was something in the program that you mentioned that really blew my mind. What was the, the three things again? It was yeah. um, Tim Ferriss's dreamlining exercise. He was talking about, it's kind of like trying to find your why of the, you know people who want to make six figures or whatever they say. And it's actually, he breaks it down into like, what do you want in these three categories? What do you want to have? Who do you want to be? And what do you want to do? 
So some examples that he was giving was like, I want to be a star salsa dancer in Thailand or whatever he said he was doing. And I want to have, you know, this kind of car or whatever. Or, and I want to be someone who gives back to people and charitable. So, and then, you know, the exercise is like, you add up what are the monthly costs of that? How much do you actually need to make to do all these things? Mm -hmm. But it's have, be, and do. Like, you got to figure out what you want for those three things. I think it was brilliant because I think the part of the being is what we miss out a lot of times. Like, a lot of times we're like taking actions. Like, I got to, I got to run. I got to run. But are you being a healthy person? Like, are you feeding yourself something that's actually going to implement that future that you're living into. And it's funny because we actually, um, you actually mentioned it at an event that I was at um, with The Real Beauty Boss, which was an episode we had a while back. And we have an event coming up on Thursday, which we'll be going into the exercise a little bit further. And just like we were talking about, like it's something that, you know, we both took something from, but it doesn't really make sense unless you do the exercise because it's really coming from who you are, mm-hmm. like that compassion and that love that you actually mentioned. Mm-hmm. I see it in you. Mm-hmm. Like there's just... You own it. Yeah, you. Beca- because that's who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I really, like, I appreciate the fact that you brought that up mm-hmm. and that hopefully someone listening can actually take that to the next level. Just be genuine, exactly. And just, it, it's what you believe it's just amazing the books and all of the philosophy about what you think you become and who you hang around with you become it's also true it's there's steps that you can take like christina said first it's so simple you just believe it and you have that vision in your mind you believe it and you can really and i tell my son he can accomplish anything he sets his mind to if he wants to summit the grand canyon he can do it. And I'll give you an example. We have, he's in a wheelchair. He can barely move his arms anymore because it's a slowly progressive disease. But we have a friend whose son wanted to do that. And firefighters, EMT, community took him. They carried him down the Grand Canyon and he came back up with them. And did they get a workout? Yes. There was dozens of people that came and gave him his dream. Whatever you want to do, literally, I mean, there's probably a really rare exception. Whatever you'd like to do, you can accomplish in life. It's amazing because I think sometimes we forget about the difference that we can make. But like you mentioned, like Charlie's making a difference for all of these people. Mm -hmm. He's giving them an opportunity to make a difference in a life that actually will go on forever. Like it's touched you, it's touched us. That's it. Like it keeps multiplying into different levels. Yes. And, and it's just wonderful to hear that. Yes, that's why I tell people, be careful what you pray for because, mm-hmm. you know, prayers are answered. Be specific. Yeah. And it, maybe this isn't the answer that I wanted, but it is fulfilling a purpose, a life purpose. Well, it's become something for you too. Like, it really has. It's a blessing. Yeah. When you really have faced devastation in anything, everybody has something that comes their way in life. When you're at that point and you have nowhere to go but on your knees and looking up, you find a way and it becomes the richest blessing in your life. For me, I've learned to see beauty in the small things. I'll actually stop my busy day and watch, you know, literally smell a rose, cliche, but literally intake that beauty and see the good things in all people that you come across and have empathy for people who are even rude or mean to think for just one second before reacting to somebody's negativity, think what might they be going through? They might be having a really bad day. That person that cuts you off on the freeway might be rushing to his wife's side for the the birth of their child. You don't know, so look for beauty in every person because we all have it. We all have it. And it's so easily missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such a great... <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, can I talk, say something about your marketing off just back to what you are talking about? Sip and listen. I think you should have a bottle of wine with your <laughs> private label. Have you thought of that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's such a great idea. There you go. Let's do it. (laughs) All right. 
So we're allowed. Right on. Well, we are so, moving the show to 11 a.m. So yeah, that might be brunch time. time. <laughs> that is brunch time. <laughs> yes, then you mimosas. need a label champagne. Well, and it's, and it's, <laughs> it's actually created. I mean, if you drink, if you don't drink, depending on, you know, your choice. Right. Like it's, it's creating an environment of sipping whatever makes sense to you. Sure. You know, so it's, it's great that I love the the celebration of drinking i think there's that and i and i love that you brought that up so we may have to get some bottles of champagne in here with the sip and listen it's an interesting anytime i think of sip and listen i just think of coffee see it's funny it's how like everyone morning. perceives it put your label on the beans yeah oh, you can market listen, a lot coffee. of things that tie in with well, anything sure we were actually talking to press coffee about coming to the show so we may have to talk to him and see if we can do some sip and listen coffee. There you go. I love marketing, just like you do. I know it's. So I great. love it. I just and so when I moved yeah. to the river, the first thing I saw was like I told you the bikinis and the boats. Yeah. And then during the winter, there's the snowbirds from cold weather areas, Canada and the cold weather states. And so when people say different seasons of real estate, I say we break it down to two. In Arizona, it's boating and bikini season, or it's snowbird season. Yeah. And I market that, and people can relate to that. So, okay, so you've probably seen a lot, just like myself. I've seen a lot of differences in marketing. Mm -hmm. What has been your favorite, and what's been your least favorite? I'm totally throwing this. Oh, no, that's okay. At this time, I, always am, I, I am always studying marketing. Good. Commercials, yeah. everything you see. I know, I watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. Absolutely. I'm one of those. I'm like, oh, it's, it's done? Absolutely. <laughs> and you can feel your target. You know if you're their target market because you think it was a cruddy commercial or you think it was great, you know, and you know. can't wait to go buy the product. So I always think of also the end result and who am I trying to target with my marketing, which is 101, right? Brilliant. But I don't have a degree in it, but 101. Oh, well, you have life my, in it. That's yes, good. exactly. <laughs> who's my target market? And then really humor is huge for me right now. Fun, humor, because I think people appreciate that. Everybody's going so fast today. And people aren't having maybe balance or enjoying life. Just hit them with humor. And it adds value to their life. And that's what we want to do. It adds value to their life. And also, it makes us relatable. Um, so I like to have fun is, I think, sometimes an unprofessional word. But I do. I have fun with my clients. And I make sure that they know I have their best interest at heart. But this is also going to be as easy as we can make it be. Yeah. Some profit involved. Right. Yeah. Always. That's great. You know what I think is cool about you, Lisa? I feel like you are, like you kind of see into the future almost. Like you just said, like I bring humor and fun to it. I do see a lot of marketing that can just be so serious and uh -huh. it all looks the same. Mm -hmm. And when you can actually put in some sort of like wit and humor to it, I mean, it stands out. Exactly. So I feel like you're like a forward focused person. And in addition to that, you've got just like an intuition about you. And I think pair that with your real estate skills, your compassion, your intuition. I mean, that is probably what has made you extremely successful. Yeah. I humbly thank you. I'll accept that. And I don't know why, but I can feel the market. I don't have a crystal ball, but when the market started sliding in the 90s, I was trying to help people accomplish their goals by putting creative packages together where a buyer could do a lease with an option to purchase when they could get the money or afford, afford it when the interest rates went down. And then I felt we were at the top of the market, you know, in, in the early 2000s and I thought well people are going to be losing their homes and I flew all over the country and I got certified to sell foreclosure properties REO we call it in real estate and just decided that I was going to capture the majority of that business and I was the you know one of the only brokers for HUD and Fannie Mae and different banks in in certain counties and then they asked me to get licensed in Nevada. My clients asked me, my past clients, and my banks asked me to get licensed in Nevada. So then I was California, Arizona, and Nevada. And just go where the need was. And yes, I, I don't know why, but I can just feel that market. And right now I'm working with the law firms because as we're all aging, we have parents that are leaving real estate behind. And a lot of people don't have the trust in place to make that sale of real estate quick and easy 
So it has to go through the probate courts with law firms, and I'm representing them now with this aging population. So that's my, my next gig, if you will. <laughs> I love how you just like foresee problems that can happen for people, and those people might not even see that they might be a problem for them. So you're actually bringing like, hey, this is going to come up. Let's get you prepared. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that that's so invaluable. And so I'm looking at the law firms and seeing what their need is. And so if you're in any city USA and you have a home, your client comes to you with real estate that they have to sell, you have to maybe refer them to a real estate agent that will understand the process of navigating the court system with a sale. And so I'm taking it to the national level with my, my probate. I'm putting together a network of real estate agents and brokers nationally who are educated in the probate arena that can, that will have a database, it's being established now, where the attorney can go to the database and find that expert. There's nothing like it. And that's, I don't know, just part of the big picture thinking, Mm -hmm. I think, to see, well, how can I help the masses with this need in the market? Mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like you're not only thinking about it, but you're really implementing things that would make a difference for people and making it simple. So I really Mm -hmm. commend you on that. Thank you. Totally. And you're not like seeing these things and being like, I hope someone does something about this. You're like actually leading the way. Like to me, in my eyes, you are such a leader, not only just in the things that you do for your son and making a difference, but you know, something that you brought to my attention a couple of days or a week ago is bringing another chapter of something to Phoenix. Can we mention that real quick? Yeah. What is this? Oh, we're going into the dating arena? Hold on, let me prepare. No, it's... Or the not dating arena. No, no, no. (laughs) No? It's called City Fam. City Fam. What is City Fam? City Fam? City Fam. There's two guys, Rob Kowalski and Billy Loft, in... Massachusetts. Baltimore. Baltimore. I'm sorry. (laughs) I clump all that together. (laughs) Yeah. And they're five years ago they felt a need, saw a need in the single arena to where everybody, you know, what do we do nowadays? We go out and we get in trouble. We drink too much. (laughs) Not Christina. Hi, I'm raising my hand. (laughs) You know, we go out, we do the wrong things with the, maybe the wrong people and it's not always safe. Oh, the show and just took a turn. This is, this is entirely the world. And so they thought, you know, I would just want to hang out with people that like to have a good time without regret. I want to socialize. I want to connect with singles that are of like mind that maybe don't want to go running out to have sex on the, you know, and, and find whoever's in the room in Tinder. I think that's what you do, right? <laughs> Swiping. I wouldn't know. Somebody told me about that. <laughs> Something like that. I didn't know either. (laughs) So now, you know, they want to connect, socialize, connect with like-minded people, and they want to serve the community. Because when you serve others, just like I've been talking about serving others in the real estate arena, you actually become a better person when you're out serving others. It helps you to become the best self that you can be, which is really kind of a backwards thing thought process, but it is what happens when you serve others. So City Fam, they have this huge organization going now, five years later, and they're starting chapters. I was so intrigued because I read his book, Why Waiting Works, which is entirely an amazing thought process. I've done it wrong my entire life. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to say it out loud. I've had sex on first dates. And now his idea is to wait until you're in your lifelong relationship, ideally until you're married, to have sex. The psychology behind it has always been there. But if you think about it, how much sense does it make to leave that element out of your relationship until you're with somebody that you know you want to be with for a lifetime? It clouds your judgment when you get into that type of relationship early on. So you don't really know, do I really like this person? Do we really fit together? Do we really like to do the the same things with the one, you know, common interest? Mm -hmm. How will you really ever know if you have met your match with clouding the relationship with that element? Sex brings dopamine and oxycotton, all kinds of, you know, into your mind. What do you call it? The neurotransmitters? Mm -hmm. Oxytocin. 
And there's, yeah. there's a physical, you can, you can prove this, that it clouds your judgment when those, when, when that happens. And without that element, you can be so much more successful at finding your, your forever partner. And that's, so he wrote a book, Why Waiting Works. I read the book and then I saw that he has City Fam. Where so is it City Fam, F-A-M? Yeah. All one word. Like family, but fam. Cityfam.com. <clears throat> so I looked and he's, he has City Fam and it's in the book too. And contacted him, and they're starting chapters throughout the United States this year. They're in Houston this week, opening up that chapter. Mm -hmm. And I was telling Christina about it when she was doing my hair one day, and she's so excited about it. I'm starting a chapter here in Phoenix. Nice. For people to get together. You don't have to be single, just like-minded, that you believe in having a foundation of a relationship before you jump into bed with someone. And to socialize without regret they yes some of us go out and we'll have a beer and watch a football game it's not not drinking it's over drinking doing the wrong things with the wrong people socialize connecting with like-minded people and serving the community so you can become the best version of yourself it's a genius wow. incredibly amazing he was just in a magazine in the united kingdom mm -hmm. last week and i do see him coming to dr phil and all kinds of places. It's just incredible. And well, like I and say, probably be on sip and listen someday soon. Well, yeah, she told me I she know. was going to get me in contact with Let's him so it. he can I'm come in. on the show. I cannot wait to Rob have that Kowalski. talk. And he, I, I reached out to him on Facebook. Did you? And I told him like, I'm Lisa's friend. She's starting a Phoenix <laughs> chapter. Uh -huh. I was like, um, I was like, have you ever been to Phoenix? You should totally come out. And uh, he was like, yeah, thanks so much for reaching out. And I just really acknowledged like everything that he does. Uh -huh. And he's like, yeah, I hope to get to meet you in person sometime. So we're totally going to get him oh, out here be brilliant. on the show. And I think it's amazing uh -huh. that you can actually connect with people, share a purpose. Because not only do they do local events, they actually do like mission trips. They're yes. going to what, Nicaragua, Nicaragua? in October? Oh, and we're in. We're in. Yes. We'll definitely support this. Yes. I love where this is going. Let's so do this it. is, we're actually out of time, but it's been such a pleasure having you, Lisa. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Um, please share any information with our groups and we'll definitely share some more information about you because you're definitely one of my favorite guests. I'm saying that and out I, loud. Wow. <gasps> and I feel like we could have you on like 30 more times. <laughs> yes. Like we didn't yes. even get to, like you have so many little golden nuggets you gave yeah. us today. Yeah. And we I feel like. All over the place. Mm -hmm. In like bikinis whole... next time. <laughs> yes. All right, guys, settle down. Have a great time. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.